Yo, welcome to another episode of the Cheat Coders. This is episode number 52, and I am here with my usual suspects of Don Doing Stuff and Nathan Blazing. How's your day been? Up, yo. What good up? Good. How's your How was good. your birthday weekend, um, Nats? Oh, uh, yeah. How was Athens, oh, bro? I, I completely forgot about that. Thanks for asking. It was It was good. Um, I was in Athens, and um, actually very underwhelming. Like, no, no offense to like the people of Athens, but like, all the Greeks, the out Greeks there. out there. But like, it was a, it was underwhelming. As in the the area. Like, my birthday was fine. It was just a normal day for me because I don't really celebrate anymore. But like, I did make a point to myself that I'd want to celebrate, not celebrate, but every time it's my birthday, I'll be in a new country every year. So this year was Athens. And I think because I came nice. to Rome, like, like coming from Rome the weekend after, it was a bit underwhelming and it was actually very run down, like the streets and stuff. I was like, I, was, I, I don't know what I was expecting in my mind. Um, Wait, you went to Rome and then Athens? So Rome was the week before, yeah? That's why I couldn't, right. um, I was a bit like, I think we did the episode, I was in the hotel. But then Athens, yeah, yeah. I wasn't because um, I don't know. I was just it was just getting too hard, like traveling. It was your you, you need you need you need time off. I, need, I needed a, yeah, I needed my day off. You know, like you know, like <laughs> unpaid leave. Unpaid leave, exactly. Is. My birthday birthday leave. But yeah, it was okay. It was nothing special. Like I didn't get crazy drunk. Nothing. No crazy stories. Like my last birthdays. It was it was good. Oh, well, that's good company. That's boring. And um, in another country, yeah, it was okay. Nice man. Nice. But yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, man? Do you jeez, think you're jeez, 31? Thirty-two, bro. Thirty-two, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I forgot. I was like, holy shit, man. And it's funny because, like, you know, the time difference. So I started getting like people messaging me and stuff at like the day before, and I was like, oh, hold up, wait, wait a minute. I was like, whoa, okay. So it was good. Premature. 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 But it was good. Nah, cool. I like that episode you no guys worries. did. I listened to it after, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Felt a bit FOMO. I did want to have a chat with um with Charisma, but you know, shout outs to Charisma. If anyone missed the Mate. last episode, check it out. Because yeah. um, yeah, you're on his mixtape. I know, I know, I know. That's why I wanted to be on it because you know, like, it's cool. I was on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we held it down when you were or when yeah. you were gone as a crew. And yeah. um, when we started that episode, we started with the news. So we're gonna go straight into the news for yeah, the, this yeah, episode yeah. because we are on a structure. So let's I'm happy it. we're gonna do this. So no, that's good. Thank here God. we go. Let's start off with the first one. The first one is: Would you like fries with that? How about an open casket? Fan plans drive-through funerals. So a Japanese funeral parlor is set to offer relatives the chance to pay their final respects to the deceased loved ones without leaving the comfort of their cars. The firm, the firm claims that the drive-through service is the first in Japan, where a rapidly aging population means funerals are anything but a dying trade. The initiative aims to speed up funeral services and also give disabled relatives the chance to participate. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? What the actual F, man? <laughs> like they, they want to be so efficient that it's like okay let's pay our respects and let's get the fuck out of here let's go get some um like mcdonald's or something yeah that's it's a bit what the heck disrespectful in that sense <laughs> but but well get this get this like i don't know i think it feels like it's like a novelty thing once again but there's for some weird reason there might be a like a little market niche market for it i sort of see it on the same range as like Vegas weddings, you know, where you just like go to Las Vegas, get trashed, <laughs> get married spontaneously. Like if you die spontaneously, okay. it's like oh, drive through. Let's just pay respects. 
but then, <laughs> yeah, no, but then see doesn't that take doesn't that take out the like the meaning well it's exactly the same way with vegas weddings kind of thing like yeah no, exactly that's what i mean like you know I mean? that's why i think like it's it'll be treated as a joke but it'll still be there's a mark like it still happens kind of thing so i don't know there will like, be a market for it there'll be a market for it i don't think it's going to be the way of the future that everyone's going to do that because that's just weird do we know how it works i mean so when it, when you, when i think about a funeral i think um you know growing up catholic they've got like a mass and then they they bury the person and then you like all stand around the the grave as the, the as the person's being buried um is it like you know they drive up and they they go yeah it's a see you later i think then, it's more like just yeah. for the general not the general public but the general people like you know how some people don't stay for the the lowering of the grave they just come to what's that one called before the funeral where you just you, you go to see the wake or something yeah you go to see yeah. the person it's probably one of those like you drive through pay your respect you can see the cas- cas- casket or whatever and then that, move on that makes more sense that makes like, sense that yeah, makes- yeah. I, I don't think there'll be like a car park and everyone's p- parked in their cars and then they're lowering the grave it's like oh it's done and then everyone drives off <laughs> I just, I'm just wondering how many people are dying in Japan <laughs> like doesn't, doesn't, dying doesn't Japan at- have the highest suicide rate like work wise I don't know. I don't know where I got that fact from. I think I read that heard, somewhere heard randomly. That. Yeah, I read, that. I read that somewhere because they get overworked or something. So it's got the highest rate. Yeah, I think a lot of um, Asian countries. And then, no, I think for Japan, it's more of a pride thing. Like, oh, I have failed like as a man in my work no, career or something. No, I'm, I'm yeah. for real. Like, I think that's what I've read. I'm not even joking. Yeah, like, I, I think I, that's I've, actually. I've a heard thing. that as well. See, like, so I, 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 th- I remember thinking about this one time that. Um, the more the people people are going to continue to die that's just a, a fact of life uh-huh. and death and um like um, all of these people are going to need to be buried um we're going to run out of space eventually i was thinking about that just then you know, you know? just yeah. when it's going to be all cremated so the ashes will just be thrown everywhere or capsules capsules yeah or like castles I, or it was going to be i think i i think i'd rather be cremated when i when i pass away you don't want to rut yeah you know what if right like like it's a Chris Rock joke but what if there's a chance that you can come back to life and then you're like fuck I'm a, I'm I'm like ashes now Yeah I I don't think so I don't think <laughs> Then then if, the, if there is a chance that I'm going to that I'm going to come back to life then there's no point of the life that I'm living right now you know what I mean Yeah Wow that's, that's It's deep. like where do you want to be like um thrown like your ashes get thrown to like in the wind where do you want to go woodcroft lake <laughs> <laughs> the rudy hill mate the rudy, rudy hill, hill. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> or do you want to be um like in the in the big chief burgers oh made inside the patties wait what isn't that like, get your ashes get made inside the patties that's a bit random right? i i've never heard of that I did see something where um, there was a company that will press ashes into a vinyl record. I've heard about oh, yeah, that. I've heard of that too. <laughs> I've heard a meme. That's something. <laughs> Wait, that, there's a that. meme about that. It's like, um, it's like, uh, or there's, a, yeah, they say that there's, you can make ashes into a vinyl record, and there's a guy on the yeah. meme saying, "Oh, so they're gonna play me while I'm dead as well, like they did in real life." Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But I think that would be really cool, especially like if it had like my music on a vinyl, and what would your song like be? Voice? What would be the song of your life be? 
because then it will oh, play a song man. oh shit son what's your song that's, that's that's probably another topic we should we should we should explore that another day <laughs> well, i want to know well now, speaking though. of ashes um in <laughs> california there has been an issue where um ashes have been made into cookies so the next article reads reincarnation never tasted so good Student turns grandma's ashes to cookies. BBC oh, says no. police are investigating reports that a U.S. schoolgirl gave cookies containing her grandmother's ashes to her classmates. Was it an accident? She reportedly oh, handed the baked goods to fellow students who are not aware of the contents. Authorities in California are said to have been alerted by students at the school, but the cookies have yet to be tested. So what's your thoughts on, thoughts did on she, that? Did she know? She did it intentionally. What? Who? The girl that made the did, cookies. Yeah, she, did like, the student um, know? Apparently, the schoolgirl who gave out the cookies actually baked the cookies with the ashes and she knew about it. Oh, she intentionally Why, though? did How old Why? was she about? Oh, I'm not sure. This is a schoolgirl, so I'm assuming let's, around like... Let's say high school. High school. Oh, you, you know but enough why? to know better. Yeah, that's like if you're high... I'm thinking like primary, you know, like you just do... Like your, your kid's stupid shit. Like you just... But like if you're a teenager, you kind of... You'd, you'd know better by now. That's that's just probably thing. the grandma grandmother's dying wish. It's like I I want to be <laughs> like baked into a cookie and given to your friends. <laughs> maybe maybe the grandmother just wanted to be high, and she said, you know, I want to I want to get baked, and the the you know this the student this girl thought like misinterpreted it. <laughs> I wanted to be, yeah. too, I yeah, wanted to be baked. <laughs> <laughs> And when and when she passed away, she's like, "Grandmother always wanted to get baked. So <laughs> let's make some cookies <laughs> and bake her." I, I it what I don't understand why she did this. I don't know. It's, it's probably Is like it some hippie shit Is going on, you know? America, yeah, yeah, America, California. Oh yeah, of course. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably got baked before she baked the cookies, and then she's <laughs> like, "You know what? Make this taste really good." These ashes, these <laughs> ashes. It's gonna make it unique. It's gonna taste so good, and it's gonna have a little retro feeling to it. Oh man! Wow. Um, this is some. This is gonna be some cookies to die for. Wow. Oh, <laughs> no. Wow! 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 <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna give myself a little. I'm gonna give myself a. <laughs> I don't know why Raph shouldn't control the soundboard. He's gonna give himself props every <laughs> we should, time. <laughs> we should, man, we should each have a soundboard. Sound so oh no, like, actually, uh, no, that, like, that'd be horrible. That'd be because yeah. we just end up pressing all the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, no, like um, Don, you were mentioning that um, you wanted to get cremated, and then we mentioned the vinyl um, cremation. You can get what? What? What is something when you get if you get cremated? What would you want to be turned into? I think a vinyl record would be cool, man. To be honest, it brings back the topic. Because What's your song, though? Okay, nah, okay, yeah, it's another topic. I mean, oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what song. I mean, perhaps just me talking. Is it just beat it like by Michael podcast. Jackson? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That's the first song I thought of. You're just dancing. How about yeah, you, Nats? If you were cremated, where would you want to be turned where? into? What would I be turned into? Yeah. yeah, whether it be food or uh, a vinyl record, a CD, mm, mm, mm. cookies. You're putting me on the spot here. Mm. Mm. Hair product, <laughs> some pomade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
Coffee. I don't know. I don't know, Raph. Why are you asking me this? I need more thought. You could be turned into shoes. Like, you get cremated into, like, um, leather sneakers so, so, so people no can idea. walk you around oh uh, i just thought i just thought of this like if you if you like built a, a house or something and you you mix the ashes into the cement so that you're part of the foundation of the house that's pretty oh, that's pretty deep man, that's deep man that's a deep i just thought of um, a dildo <laughs> <laughs> imagine what? that like yeah, ashes get <laughs> blended uh, with the rubber remember me <laughs> Remember me. <laughs> Remember me when you masturbate. <laughs> because I like to fuck shit up. <laughs> oh, there's so much I can say. There's so much I can say, but I'm not. It's too much. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next item. Okay. Doing so well. Can we, yeah, can we move yeah. on? It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Sunday. Well, it's um. It's the next Sunday. article is. <laughs> next next article is oh cannabis oh cannabis, Canada legalizes weed. BBC says Canada has become the second country after Uruguay to legalize possession and use of recreational cannabis. Medical marijuana has been legal in the country since 2001, but concerns remained, including about the readiness for police forces to tackle drug-impaired driving. Information has been sent out to 15 million households about the new laws and there are public awareness campaigns. So what you guys thoughts on the legalization of marijuana in Canada? Man, I think this is really really good. Mm. I think um like it's it's one of these things that the the government can then regulate, you know, the 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 production of it can regulate. They can make the government government can make money from Weed, and they can also decrease the criminal element of of you know the marijuana trade. Is it like how they made legalized alcohol, like it's a, a controlled substance now kind of thing? Is that what yeah. you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, fair enough. Exactly. And even even though they they are kind of fearful of oh yeah people are going to be <clears throat> smoking and then trying to drive, they just need to put legislation in place and they need, need they thing. need to put like with drinking laws and stuff. Yeah, don't don't drive baked. Don't drive. <laughs> they drive while on marijuana. <laughs> it makes that it's only it yeah. only makes logical sense, you know what I mean? But will that open the gateway for other drugs now? Like what if what's next? Like legalized uh, coke, you know? I just can't wait to see what the the brand names of the weed will come out because <laughs> I just want to hear all the puns of buds like or joints and I don't know the the names and the slogans yeah. will be amazing. <laughs> There's already names for it. What was that um, yeah. Cat Williams one? It's like this shit's called death, and it's like I don't want to smoke that. I want to die. Yeah, but now we're gonna see it on TV yeah, with yeah, like true. commercials yeah. of with jingles, <laughs> to your, get logos, and there, it's gonna be a whole hey, new hey, guys, ball game. This is yeah, this yeah. is another to, to your point. That no, yeah, just yeah. just just real quick to your point yeah. about like what if they legalize cocaine? What if they legalize all of these harder substances? Right? Yeah, they're there are medicinal values there's a medicinal value for, for cannabis okay. um i think uh it it helps treat um cataracts okay i didn't know that oh i'm think. listening <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh um, my perception has changed uh-huh. i think it i think it helps 
I think it helps people. Oh, I should have I should have looked this up. It does have some medicinal. Value I, do, I, do, I do understand. It's it. got the whereas, medicinal. Whereas, like you talk about meth, heroin, it's just straight up like for rec- yeah. not even recreate. It's just bad. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. You know what? This is um. This actually brings up a random topic. Like, no, this is still related. Yeah, it's still just within the whole realm of this. In terms of the whole advertising thing you were talking about, Raf, like it's gonna be funny when you start seeing these like um, advertisements and how the media is gonna portray it now to the general public like roll this out because it's now going to be part of well in the in the process of making it the norm so you know people smoking weed in a park it'll be just normal as people smoking cigarettes and it'll be next to like normal things happening like maybe a family picnic nearby and someone smoking weed in the corner a couple meters further that kind of thing right so that's what we're looking at i watched this documentary i haven't finished it i watched it yesterday it was called take my pills i think it's on um, Netflix, and it's the mm. it's it's related to the use of Adderall, and um, you guys know Adderall, yeah, yeah, like the <clears throat> um, is that performance the, um, enhancing. The it's for it's to treat that, ADHD basically. Yeah, um, yep. you you get it prescribed. It's a limitless pill. I, I I can't remember if that's what they use in limitless, but basically, yeah, it's like a gateway. It's a stimulant basically. Um, it's got the um, yeah. elements of meth minus the meth because it's an amphetamine. This is all what I learned yesterday. It's crazy. But um, what they were saying was because, like, it's been passed of, like, oh, it's not really drugs. It's, like, it's to, you know, people use it because the urge to use it is to perform better in school or get better grades. And then there comes that guilt, like, if they get a B, man, I could have got an A if I popped this $2 pill. And because it's so accepted in the norm, people forget that it's an illegal substance while it's there. But to bring up your topic, there was a part... Um, on this um, documentary where they mentioned when it first got introduced this drug isn't new this this came out probably like I can't remember back when TV was black and white and they had advertisements for for Adderall like it was it had a different name but it's like take your pills because like it'll cure your depression it'll cure your um, it'll just make you a better person and it just normalized it it was like a cartoon advertisement and obviously that's all stripped away that's gone now because it's become like a controlled substance like you say but it just Mm. it sort of like it brings me back to what you're saying now like are these negative or positive things because now back then obviously that wasn't you know come on yeah like they're feeding the population these happy pills basically to perform better when really um i didn't finish the documentary but obviously it it's it teaches a lesson what it did at the the end effects like I, i think like all all of that stuff i mean um, when we talk about drugs with something like ibuprofen or paracetamol, there's stuff that you can get off the counter. Mm-hmm. They, if you take too too much of that, they can have ill effect. But these aren't. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, that's true. But yeah. they're re- they're regulated, and I think making something like marijuana um, regulating it is is a step in the right direction because that means that you know um, people can be more informed about the use of it yeah wait so when they say legalized sorry um i'm kind of trying to get up to speed D- is it something like medicinal means like this needs to be prescribed but when they say yeah. legalized does it mean like you can go to a convenience store and buy like just buy weed like retail now well, it, um, is that what it means? in canada right now it's recreational cannabis is um legalized so you just buy it so yeah. like you don't, you don't need to go to, to, don't go like to the drug dealer you just go to like a convenience store and like i need to buy some yeah. weed okay so you, yeah, can, so you don't have to have a um uh, 
prescription, prescription for the marijuana. You could just go in and buy it. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. Recreational. What, what I what I what I read was they're only um, supplying them at dispensaries. dispensaries so okay. um, cannabis is not being uh, sold in the same place as alcohol and tobacco. Okay. Yeah. So you'll only get it from these particular like, like in public toilets or something like you know where all the other kind yeah. of stuff is. Yeah. You, you'll you'll get you'll get it and you have to go to a specific like uh, dispensary. Okay. Basically. And yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. To be honest, <laughs> I'm on the fence with it because I I know where you're coming from, Don. Like, but it's just too new still. Like, I don't know. I really don't know what um it'll do because. Just I'm a, not against it, by the way. Thing. I don't see it's like like the worst thing. Like, yeah, it's not like cocaine yeah, yeah. or anything. But I just don't know. I can't make a call on it yet. If it's so, a good or bad thing to do. Talking about like health benefits, I'm I'm looking at the Business Insider and yeah, I just googled it just now. Um, apparently, it's um, has medicinal uses in treatment for chronic pain. Um, uh, it's got strong evidence that can help muscle spasms. Um, people with Ah, oh, sorry, not cataracts. It was treating glaucoma. Mm. Okay, uh, I was, th- I was a, this close to smoke so, some weed. You <laughs> <laughs> can also, and I, I've seen, I've seen. Um, there was a, a a news article that's that was showing someone, uh, like when they were given marijuana or given THC or whatever substance or chemical it is in in cannabis, yeah. it helps to control their epileptic seizures. Uh-huh. Um, what else is there? Uh, decreases symptoms in severe. Yeah, it's, it's the Dravet's syndrome, which is the seizure seizure disorder. Disorder. Um, yeah, decreases anxiety in low doses. What's the um? But you know, it can cause anxiety too. That's another thing. Yeah, it, it can, can cause co- paranoia can actually, if you have delusions and paranoia in high doses. And, um, you know, yeah. there's there's another thing. There's like what's that word that we used to use always? Like um. Double-edged sword. No, no, no. Um, it was a word that we always used to u- use early in the podcast. Anyway, it doesn't matter. How I see it, like, okay, if we relate it sort of to alcohol, right? It's a Now it's a retail. Because um, all these um, things you're, you've mentioned, great in a medical perspective. And in terms yeah. of prescribing it, of course, that'll be the way to go. I see that happening. Like, I see it. Like, like for cancer patients that maybe just want to be calmed or whatever. Like I've heard that's mm. what it's used for as well. And all these things are great. And you would go to a doctor for that or like people that genuinely want to use it for that. Perfect. Yeah. You go to the dispensary, you get it. I need some weed because um, I need to treat my whatever you call. It. Anyway, basing it back to alcohol. The only thing I can think of health benefits for alcohol, you know, they say like a wine glass a day. Um, it's good for the heart. It's good for blood flow or whatever it is like that's for wine specifically mm. yeah but because alcohol is like yeah. it, it's a retail product you can get it anywhere how many people actually buy alcohol for the health reasons this is zero it's really just to get trashed and it doesn't really do you any good alcohol at all right i know it's not exact same thing but i just see it as like you put retail on weed yeah there's there gonna be like a general percent of people that will genuinely use it because like well these are the health reasons but i yeah, doubt it. It's gonna be used for recreational like ninety percent of the time, like to get to OD on it to like not OD, but you know to really abuse it in a sense because you don't see people it, getting it, alcohol. Yeah. It opens just up to like it opens up the door to for people to abuse it. That's right, and with readily available, you see with kids, right? Especially for us, like young teenagers as well. When you first introduce to alcohol, you're not gonna 
you're not drinking alcohol just just to test it out to be responsible. You're gonna go all in and see how much you can take and handle this um, this binge, whatever. And then <laughs> only when you start realizing like the effects of it, how bad it can be to like I don't drink much alcohol these days. Like that's what I was kind of known for, not that long ago even kind of thing. But you know what I mean? Like now that you sort of get. But it then again, age, yeah. But then again, because you are exposed to it because you've been exposed to alcohol because in, in, you know you've, in that way. You've, you've done it yeah you understand it better and now you're like you have a you i'm i'm sure that you probably have a better relationship with alcohol now of course, yeah than you did when you were younger because you understand but i got smashed the other day like i vomited <laughs> <laughs> that was only two that was two days ago <laughs> i don't know what happened but this is how i see it though other health like the the uh the effects worse from al- um from chronic weed smoking as opposed to alcohol abuse because i've seen uh, abuse with like weed i feel like it's a lot worse like it can incite really tough medical like mental health issues um, yeah. you know like i feel like people that are actually like weed dependent it's a lot harder to shake than i'm not t- turning down alcoholism because that's a real thing as well but I don't know. Like it's that's where I'm sort of like I don't yeah. know where this. So the I medical think, aspect, great. If it's maybe, but maybe retailing it to like just anyone can reach it now. Does it yeah, open that door yeah. that it, it gets put in the same pedestal as like Raph? Raph doesn't smoke weed, and um, now that it legalizes it, what does does that change the perspective, Raph? It's like oh well, now that it's thinger, I'm gonna start smoking nah. weed. See? No, nah, I'm not gonna. Would you try? Smoke it would you try smoke it just because it's thinger? Nah. It doesn't change my perspective, it's just but it will the, what change you don't the perspective do. of the future generation. The future generation changes. Exactly, yeah. it changes that. That changes the whole spectrum. So, kind of thing. So I think, uh, and I think what, what like, I, I understand what you're saying. That's, I, I think what's more important here is that like these things exist. Like alcohol exists, drugs, lesser drugs exist. Yeah. exist. yeah. Um, what needs to be treated is how people deal with, like, because you're saying that people will. Uh, you know, get smashed because they want to have a good time or they want to forget something. Well, because it's thing, it's more accepted. Like escape. I can see myself if I grew up in this generation now, younger, like the teenagers now. Like, I'm 32, so you know, I'm kind of just getting out of that spectrum. But like growing up, like if I compare to my growing up stage in my early 20s to if it was happening now, um, I'd be a lot more susceptible to it because it's like maybe I, I abused alcohol a bit before. Mm. Knowing that weed, I can just see. I don't know. Yeah, but I know. yeah. yeah. I, again, I think I think I think the the biggest thing here is that um, people need to have education about it. They yeah. need to understand what are the effects. Like we know that if we take Panadol, it'll like it, it'll it'll help us with with pain pain relief, a little bit of pain relief. Yeah. You know, uh, ibuprofen is anti-inflammatory. I mean, people should know this because it's it's what it says on the packet. You know what I mean? That's true. Like with with alcohol, where um, there are laws that say you shouldn't drive when you've had you know this much alcohol, um, and and the same should be done for any type of drug, you know, w- whether it's illicit or not. If you're, you, know, you should take it in moderation. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if the person is addicted to a particular drug. I don't think the drug is the problem. I think it's, it's more, more uh, yeah. the mental health of that person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe there's something that they're missing or maybe there's something that they're needing in their life and that's why they're turning to drugs and alcohol. 
You know what I mean? That's true. That's actually quite true. Hmm. Okay, so um, another way to take cannabis is to listen to some music. So I'm going to go to the intermission. <laughs> also, where, where is it going with the it? podcast? We're, we're actually yeah. we're actually in Canada for this episode, and um, we're gonna um, you know we're gonna smoke gonna up gonna and smoke listen up. to some Dream Cities because they released their album on Friday, awesome. and yep, I'm going to yep. play one of their songs. Awesome. So Rats this boys. one's called End Times Blues. Cities and Times Blues from their album that they released on Friday entitled Everybody's Nobody. I love that track, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a dope track. What's your thoughts on the album? Have you heard the album? Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. I, I listened to it um, two days ago, actually. It was good because I got to listen to it from start to finish. And I already mentioned, shout outs to Elo, obviously, and the rest of the band um, for dropping the project. I really appreciate that. Um, I loved it, man, because I listened to it with my um, proper headphones. And just listening to just the instrumentation and it's just so different because obviously in our spectrum music wise you know like especially for me i just i don't do anything i just drop vocals and then over a beat sometimes the beat's not even mine or like half the mu- the music ha- the instrumentation will be like don produces it or like christian or something but just to hear each element and how it all like merges together it's so yeah. fucking cool like it's so balanced and I told Charles all this anyway, but I just wanted to, you know, like people listening when we're pumping or advertising this stuff, it's not just to push because it's our mates. This shit was actually really good. It's a dope project, eh? Like I just, that's how I oh, feel yeah. about it, man. It's a really good project. It's fucking good, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's my thought. What do you guys think? <laughs> nah, it was an amazing album start to finish. Uh, I, I really appreciate hearing... Because I've heard bits and pieces. Little sounds, of it. yeah. Like um, sometimes I'm like, is that a sample? Like, did they sample something of this? But then they've got the obviously the guitars, the drums. It just merges so good. Like <laughs> you can really see the effort put into it. Definitely. Anyway, once again, yeah. Sorry, I just had to say that. What do you guys think of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I like um I like um like Elo's uh, lyricism mixed with the musicality of the band. It's just so good. yeah. It just it like. It, comes comes together really well like an entire piece eh? that's what i mean yeah, yeah beautiful yeah. and um Stop. just the other day was um 
World Mental Illness Awareness Day, which world is on October 10th. So yeah. to was that was that the world or that, was that Australia only? No, no, world. Okay. So it's everywhere. Oh yeah, that's right. World, <laughs> so world, obviously. Our contribution will be us talking about our anxiety stories. So who wants to start this off? <laughs> I think we're all a bit anxious about. Oh yeah, I've off. been anxious about this episode. <laughs> How fitting. Um, yeah, World Mental Health Day. I think this year's theme was young people and mental health in a changing world. Um, I, I think we talked about it in a previous podcast, or you guys. I think it's a re- it's it. a reoccurring topic because we obviously that have had our woes um, with it. And it is something I feel like it's being openly discussed more in open forums. Um, and it should be. Just generally, should I see a lot of like artists that I look up to, like even just like Eminem, Royce of Five Nine. They openly talk about these things in such a candid mm. way. Like it's just the norm to see a therapist. It's the norm to talk about how you feel. And just in a nutshell, we've we've it's a reoccurring topic for us because of the topics that we talk about when it comes to. Um, social media when it comes to all these things there's a reason why this is becoming um, I guess a reoccurring issue with the things that happen around the world whereas back in the day I think like um, like obviously like I've talked about my my illnesses or and mental health issues before and um, when when you compare to the older generations like our parents it's it's harder to understand because I don't think they have the same. I feel like they're mentally a lot stronger because they grew up in a time without a lot of the stuff that we're exposed to. Could you agree with that? Because I feel like when I ex- try to explain it to my parents, they just seem um, they just seem so mentally strong. Like things don't phase them in a sense. Um, it was a simpler time. Just you know, they're more like we don't talk about feelings. You know that whole old school <laughs> trait kind of thing. It's yeah, more like, it's we're a man, different we're a different thing. And, yeah. um, nowadays, everything's a bit more faster. Faster like, pace, yeah. Everything's moving we're more ex- faster. We're more yeah, we have we're to take in more information. Than and we're exposed. Yeah. We're a lot more exposed <clears throat> as people as well, like kind of yeah. thing as well. So I think that's where it, it's become a bit more accepted to talk about because it's a real thing and it's a real issue because suicide rates are a lot higher. Um, yeah. Yada, yada. But... um. It's a we great. Are in the also, we are also in the social media age as well, where it. a yeah. lot of um, anxiety um, issues come across through the internet. So, even when they talk yeah. about like you know, like, you know, music, even like there's just a random para- um, a random uh, parallel. Uh, how they say like how old school rappers they talk like it was all gangster shit, like it was just so hardcore. But now it's actually quite accepted to have emo rap. Where that would have been kind of frowned upon back in the day, if if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think there are like I mean? different yeah. types of rap though. Yeah, now now right. like before they used to and rap emo about rap is like more accepted gangster now. shit. Now it's all about like yeah, I need Percocets because I'm upset or some shit. <laughs> Ambient, <laughs> yeah, and value. Well, is back then like Xanax. it wasn't accepted, and then it doesn't mean it wasn't there. Like, but it wasn't as big. Now it's a thing. Issues. Now it's like, the, it would yeah. be yeah. completely different then. Yeah. Did you want to talk about your anxiety issues? I think with Nuts. um yeah yeah yeah. I've talked about it with you already, but in the essence yeah. of this is the topic we're talking about. Um I talked about it with you in my episode in the Roman, Roman Empire. Empire. No, I didn't forget. I was just <laughs> No, no, I just wanted to say it in my voice. <laughs> the, the Roman, Roman Empire. Empire. Um 
anxiety. What can I talk about that's different? Because I've already <coughs> talked about this before. Well, basically, um, like a lot of people, I, I, I play it down a bit, but it's something that you shouldn't really play down. Because before, like many, like all of us, it's something you don't really um, think you have, I guess. It's sort of like you, you sort of in denial about it, like especially for guys, yeah. you don't want to talk about feelings at all. You don't want to talk. It's, it just makes you feel weak. So for, I think a lot of people can relate in a sense that um, until you acknowledge that there's a problem, um, that's when the when it all kind of falls down kind of thing. And for me... Let me know Let me know if you don't want to answer this question. No, no, like, no. Yeah, go ahead. What, I think it's what better made to you, ask What made you want to... What me. made you want to like go see... It's like seek help for it. What was the like the turning... The turning point. Because yeah, I think yeah. some people are like... They... I, some people don't want to talk about it. They, they're very anxious about this, the the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? What was the point in time for you that made you say, "Okay, this no, this, this is, is a problem. This is, this I need is the to perfect, see about it. perfect question to ask." Because I was like, "Fuck, I don't even want to. I don't even know what to talk about. Like, where do I start?" Kind of thing. Yeah. But this is actually great because I'm quite open to talk about this because it doesn't bother me anymore. It's actually quite empowering, in a sense. Um, that yeah, yeah, I recognized an issue and I moved on from it. But basically, for I guess for like three, four years when it got really bad, I knew this was with my ex-partner and she would always mention like, you need to go see someone. Cause like a lot of the traits I had, I didn't realize were issues. So a lot of times would be like, just my emotions were just so, um, such a range that I didn't realize I was so up or down kind of thing. Um, and it was very hard to be around someone like that, especially if you're in a relationship. You can imagine how hard that would be for your significant other. And I didn't realize how much that affected even like my family um, being in the same house. And then it even got to a point that even at my my last job that I had, um, I was talking to my work colleague, and then because because I was I was already aware. This was after all this stuff. I I stopped. I started going therapy and all that stuff. After I talked to, her, I was like, hey, um, out of curiosity, I was like do you know what like our old boss thought of me like during that time is like I just she just didn't know what to expect um like every morning like I didn't know ex what Nathan I would be getting every morning and I realized okay. this is a reoccurring thing I've, I've uh, people close to me or with me all the time would would see or it was a, a reoccurring pattern basically and I realized that was the same with my ex-partner and I guess with my family I never asked them directly but it was like what version of me are you going to get is he just super low really eccentric is he really upset again and there was no control it would just flip so much um yeah every day um i think the turning point was obviously the breakdown of the relationship because i think a lot of things i thought i was in control over once once you start losing control i think there was an obsessive need for control in life which is the reason why the anxiety was always there. Um, it was a lot of needing to tick off boxes like have this high paying job or achieve this, buy a house. You know, everyone was just in that. We were, everyone's in that sort of. You don't say it's a race, but everyone's kind of in the race of like who's doing better in life type thing. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like it's as, You're I, always I, comparing I don't like saying that because like before that's what I that's how I felt. Like I felt like. This person, or all my friends are getting married. I should be married soon. Or all everyone's got making this amount of money. Or everyone's, 
like your priorities are just flipped and sometimes you're just doing things for the sake of it you're you're so not in the moment anymore you're not present with anything and it's all that that was the biggest buildup of anxiety but for me once that because i had the relationship aspect ticked it's like tick and i realized am i even enjoying this relationship like am i even present and that's what i think where it was maybe i was so emotionally unpresent during those last times when that sort of um obviously broke down it was a big wake-up call like whoa maybe i don't have shit as figured out as i thought like all these Mm. things that i've put in place all these goals all these things that i've put in my head like assuring myself or acknowledging myself that i'm doing well in life wasn't as cracked up as what it was and i think when i started going to therapy that was when i was like nah i'm gonna fix this I i went straight to um went to see a doctor and they sort of you know refer you to a a therapist i chose my own therapist start going when you start to actually talk and putting things in perspective with no judgment like it's different when you talk to friends like people are people like they 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 just have an opinion and sometimes you have to take things as a grain of salt my my issue i realize i take anything that anyone says way too literal good or bad kind of thing and that's another thing you can't just keep you know like everyone's gonna have like either good or bad intentions with what they say um but going to a therapist helped because like obviously they're they're a trained professional with that type of thing and there's just no judgment like i for for the first time ever i talked to someone completely like raw uncut because i knew it was in a private setting that Mm. like the confidentiality was there there's no way this is going to get out so there was no shame in saying things sometimes you talk to a friend you'll give just the details you want because you're searching for an answer that you want if that makes sense as well so um, I think, um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. I think just, yeah, the, to answer your question, long story the, short. I think that's yeah, good. The, it's ba- you basically, it, it got, it basically came to a turning point where you were like, well, yeah, I don't have things figured out as well as, as I, I do. thought. Yeah, it's a realization. And like I said, there was, there was signs from the start. Like my ex-partner kept saying like, you need to see someone. And it would be like, like right. present like a mental breakdown would happen. Um, just an example, like I would just have fits of rage mm-hmm. or like just, cry out of nowhere and i'm like i don't even know why like i'm like i'm having a panic attack and i'm like i don't know what's happening over like nothing or over like maybe the smallest thing and then and they'll be like no i'd really like you to see someone um just to you know and i'm like yeah 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 it's time and then obviously give it a few weeks i'm like oh no i'm actually fine and then i just don't do it again until the same thing happens again a couple months later so that that, Mm. it's that kind of thing because in denial you don't realize it type um yeah. Where did your anxiety stem from? Was it mainly just because you were trying to, you were comparing yourselves to other people and then you're just ticking off the boxes or like where, um, did, it come, where did it stem from? I honestly think it's not something that just like, it's definitely a, a build up type thing. Um, it just happens over time. But in terms of pinpointing when it happened, I don't think there's any way you can sort of ever pinpoint. Like I, I, that's something I've been asking myself for so long. Um, and something I was trying to figure out during therapy as well. Because um, part of therapy, sometimes they try and backtrack and it could be like a deep-seated issue, it could be like childhood trauma or something. And we never got to a point to f- figure out when it, it, it exactly happened. So that's, that's, that's another issue that I'm still trying to figure out. Um, I've realized it's always been a personality trait of mine. Even like I can go back to high school and remember that I would just have anxiety um, 
meeting new people or just getting up and it, not the type of anxiety that's normal another thing just in the basics of anxiety everyone has anxiety right it's normal to have you have everyone has to have some level of anxiety if you don't then you're actually probably a, like a psychopath like i've joked about that before but basically if you have no fear in anything um the way you function is basically like you know a bit more crazier in that sense there's a there's a level of like mm. you have to be anxious like uh, like an example, you're crossing a road and um, it's busy and cars are coming. You should be a bit anxious that you might get hit kind of thing. But if you yeah. cross the road and go back home and keep thinking about like, oh my God, all those cars out there. What if they like drive to my house? And that, uh, that was a, sorry, that was a stupid example. But you know what I'm getting at? Where it just lingers kind oh, of. Oh, no, yeah. The, that, it seems like an unreasonable, it's unreasonable amount worry. of anxiety. Extremely unreasonable yeah. worry. And I realized that's something that stemmed from childhood and from when it happened or when it occurred, I can't pinpoint it. I just know it's been yeah. since probably even back in primary school, there's always been that level of unreasonable anxiety. The, the issue is because people just dismiss it. Like you're just like, uh, it's it's like whatever kind of thing. And because it, it's just such a large buildup into adulthood um, for me, um, if you leave it and you don't leave it untreated like any sort of sickness, it's it's bound to have some really detrimental effects yeah. Yeah. on you. And like, I don't want to go into detail of like the kind of things that were happening, but you know, it got, it got bad. It got bad to a point that... I, it was a wake-up call that I had to do something because I realized if I didn't go to see someone, it could get a lot worse, like really yeah. dark real quick kind of thing. And it was leading to that mm. point as well. So I think, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm lucky that I could sort of, I'm, I'm happy that happened, that event, like that relationship broke down because that, that as a wake-up call, I don't see that anymore as like, that's a failure or that happened. And uh, I look at it in a better light that that helped me snap out of it and get the help and establish healthier habits for me to get yeah. uh, overcome that as well so right now like I, I'm still anxious about random things here and there but I, I, I sort of can manage it manage it better as well um, yeah in that sense man I think I, I think it's really good that you like were able to realize it and then in that point go seek out help because it could be worse. You, see, I, you hear people yeah. like it could, they end up in hospital or they end up in things. Something like that could have that could have been my wake up call. But I'm happy that it was just that I yeah. was still in sort of my own head. That look, I've had an issue for years. I'm, I don't want to get to a point where I end up somewhere worse than this kind of thing. And it happens. Yeah. Sometimes that's what so, people have to go through to get a sort of wake yeah. up call as well. Like so, we we were talking about um, like levels of anxiety yeah. or levels of um worry basically and, and what what would you consider and, and this is a question for you as well raf that like what would you consider as an unreasonable amount of anxiety i mean your 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 example nats was the extreme like yeah you you cross the street and yes a, a minor level of anxiety should be there because obviously there is the potential of getting hurt by the cars. But then when you go home and you don't see those cars anymore, if you're still anxious about it, then perhaps that's unreasonable. But um, I think the question that I want to know is like, how do we know? Like, how do we know that the amount of anxiety that we have is unreasonable? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like for me, when it came to, I didn't, I, I, and I, didn't realize this um, until I had started um, 
meditating and I'd started like trying to be trying to be more mindful of my thoughts and and um and and you know my my anxiety that I got really really anxious at work sometimes mm-hmm. to the point where I would freeze up and I'd be like uh I don't I don't know when people would ask me questions I wouldn't know what I was doing just or stop frozen uh, yeah it just just stuck on stupid basically um and I only realized that that was occurring when I was when I started to be more mindful about my thoughts when I was like okay I'm getting really anxious about this or why why could I be anxious about it what's the worst thing that could happen and then you know get it to a level that is manageable and then manage the anxiety from there but how do you know when it's you need level, help yeah you know what i mean hmm. the sad part is um for most people it'll be like a wake-up call like it'll get so bad to a point like you realize that nah, this is not right for early signs if it affects your day-to-day to like like you said it's affecting your work that's pretty much a sign that it's it shouldn't be that way kind of thing like a, hel- yeah. a healthy mind is like yeah you're gonna you know like life things are gonna life is all about obstacles hurdles like something happens like event happens it's all right to own how you feel okay i'm upset or oh i'm angry or yada yada but you can get through it you can process things better that's like it's like it's like it's almost like a brain workout it's like how athletes sort mm. of thing you know you can endure some some level of physical um hardship or whatever give yourself time to rest and think but if you're not letting your mental like you said like now you're realizing you're in your thoughts you're meditating you're doing these kind of things it won't get to that point the issue is because it's people aren't aware of that shit um this shit doesn't happen overnight it it's it's a build-up it can take years until it becomes a real fucking problem and that's that's what it is for people that end up in like you know that's why i tell people there's no there's not no um stigma it's nothing shameful about going to therapy even if it's just it's not severe sometimes it's good just to have an outlet sometimes it doesn't have to be a therapist sometimes it can be in trust with a good friend it can be mm. exercise as long as you have a sort of somewhat an outlet to to manage it but because it's not like a tangible what's not tangible it's not a like because this the mental health thing you can't see it right it's not something you can mm. see. It's just what you think. Um, people dismiss yeah. it and they, they, they play it down. Like, oh, you'll get over it kind of thing. How many people actually get over it? Like people that something happens to you. Some people can linger on things for so long and they don't realize how, how much that can affect you in the long run kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for me, like meditating helps. Of course, yeah. But it's also really, really difficult. Like meditation is really difficult because it's not... Um, one of the techniques that I've tr- I'm trying to learn is called noting. So you note when you think about a, about a particular thing. So if I'm feeling anxious, I will I will note and say, okay, this is anxiety. I'm feeling mm-hmm. anxious, mm. and then you catch those feelings or you catch the um, the thoughts in your mind first, and then from there, then you can start to manage them because you're like, okay, I understand that this is something that I'm thinking of. This is something that I'm feeling, um, and I think meditation helps to do that. Um, but like, uh, yeah, you you were saying exercise does that as well. What what are some other things do you reckon um, people could do? Just for me personally, like I did, I used to do exercise a lot, just purely for mental. Like it was never about being physically looking physically fit. 
It was literally yeah. just like, you know, in, like in a medical standpoint, just to release endorphins. When I'm really anxious, I just go for a run and just really pump myself to a point that I'm just, you know, got the adrenaline a bit, a bit higher. It's a natural, like a natural high, basically. Yeah. And it helps mm. in that sense. But you're right, you know, things like that, people are going to have different coping mechanisms. And I think for us, like maybe a bit more relatable for us as well, because, you know, we're musicians for a long time. I think for me, and I I related this a lot with my music back then as well, my therapy, which I mentioned in a lot of like lines, was always my music back then when I was really active into it. So it's the exact same thing. Like my outlet would be the music and I'll put it out, like what I was feeling, like how you write something down and it's sort of like acknowledging this is how I feel about it. Mm. Small things like that. Like you, you always need some sort of, I guess, outlet to... Yeah, like out. exercise always works for me. Like in terms of yeah. um, building confidence in yourself and keeping a distraction of what you've been anxious of before, mm. then yeah. gym for me would be up there as well. It used to be music when I stopped doing music. It, yes. it used now it's like me just watching a movie, something to take my brain off what it's, it's thinking of before because it tends to overthink yes. a lot of things. Like right. I tend to. All the stuff that I use to cope with my anxiety is more based on confidence building because I have a issue with my own confidence. Like I lack a lot of confidence in moments and then I get really anxious and I'm always looking yeah. for the next time I fuck up. Mm. And that, that that's always been my issue. Like when is the next time I'm going to fuck up? Because I know I'm going to fuck up and I want to be sure that I'm ready to cope with the the shrapnel and the all yeah. the reactions I'm going to get when I do fuck up, even especially when it's for something that I consider something dear to me. So yeah. I, lose, I lose a lot of confidence in that on those moments. And that's when I have to try and step back and be like, okay, it's okay to fuck up, you know? Yes, that's it. It's yeah. okay to do things that, you know, are imperfect. You can't yeah. always chase perf- you know, perfection because you won't be able to that's i've told myself i begin to tell myself that it's okay like i literally talk to myself it's mm. okay so um yeah so building I, confidence i think thing. yeah i think uh, and and just on that as well um raf you are just I, I don't mean to suck your dick or anything like that i'm just saying raf you're fr- you're freaking talented so you shouldn't you should never doubt yourself bro um <laughs> but one of the things that i used to do when I was at work was when I started feeling anxious, I would um, run up the stairs, like I'd, I'd like run up the stairs and then stand on like the top floor. I think I was telling you guys about this one time. Stand on the top floor and then, cause I, I have a slight fear of heights. I'd stand there and then I'd just like be like full of adrenaline or full of anxiety or just be there and just sit and stand and just um, be aware of all of it. Yes. And I came to this realization that like when I looked down at the ground because I had this slight fear of heights, that made me scared. But when I looked out forward in front of me, I wasn't scared. And like to your to your point, Raf, of saying like, you know, I'm always thinking about the next time I'm going I'm to fuck up. Like I, I, I came to the realization that if I'm always thinking about what could go wrong then i'm sure to fail but if i keep looking ahead you know then then there's more chance of me 
succeeding because I'm not focusing on the ground. Mm-hmm. And in the same sense, I I will be less anxious and I'll be less scared if I'm not focusing on what could go wrong. Yeah, so the law of the attraction is law of attraction. Yeah. So if yeah. you generate negative energy, you're yeah. you're bound to get that negative um, situations coming up. If you're a bit yeah. more positive about it, not to sound corny or cliche, if you're a bit more positive and put more energy in the positive direction, then you're more likely to get those results rather than um, thinking, yeah. oh, when's the next time I'm gonna fuck up? Mm. Rather than thinking, what can I learn from this fuck up? Yes, yes, hell yes. Yeah, I like it's that. It's gotta be like that. Yeah, I think like a lot, a lot of thing. You know what you're talking about as well. But both you guys have really raised good points um, on the topic as well. Because when you're thinking about when I'm gonna fuck up, that's that's you. You're not you're really you're not really being in your present moment a lot of time as well. Um, yeah. And I think like you know how you you mentioned because it's funny. I, I sort of do the same thing. You know when you you say I'm feeling anxious, you run up to the stairs. You sit there, you look at your surroundings, you look at the floor, and you have that brief, like, whoa, I'm freaking out, like, I'm looking down, and you look forward, and then it sort of calms you down. It's sort of getting a grasp of where you are, kind of thing, yeah. and sort of, it's like acceptance, like, yeah, like, the future's coming, you can't really do much, but when you're so focused on the future and what could happen, you forget where you are at the time, but accepting, like, things is going to happen the way it is, is how you um, react to it. And move on from it kind yeah. of thing you just got to let things happen let it be and just that's where the best if you have the best mental health um it's more about what happens to you and what you can get out of it or what, how you can grow from it that's all it becomes yeah. Yeah. That, that that's a sign of good mental health because it's not going to be perfect every time things are going to happen things out of your control yeah um most of the time that's how we react and I, yeah and i think like exercise is important um yeah, con- concentrating on your mental health yeah. is is work. It's it's it something that needs to needs to happen. You know, every day it needs to just you just need to work at it and continue every to work day, at yeah. it. And it's never going to be um, like you said. It's never going to be perfect, but it's something that we continue to strive towards. Yeah, it's a it's a step it's a step by step day by day type of thing. Yeah. Like you know, you can't get it overnight. Um, you just gotta just keep at it as long as you're aware of what's going on like you can't always be aware of it but at least you have that attention to it you're you're going the right direction so Mm. I'm kind of gaining more confidence now I've been um, trying to work hard at what I'm doing as much as I can because I do believe in my own strengths and Mm. before I, I I questioned it but now I'm going full on trying to work what I'm working on like as hard as I could mm. and to the best of my ability and if I do fail it's okay. That's good. If man. I don't make yeah. it to my goal it's okay. As long as you know that you tried. That's good. Yeah. So yeah, so that's nice. that's my state of mind right now and I'm hoping to keep progressing into a more confident person. There's going to be a lot of situations I'm going to face where confidence are going to go low and um hopefully i can overcome them but you know the only way i could overcome those situations is by facing them head on so they're gonna happen but i should learn from them rather than be scared of them because like it's 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 a experience and it's going to be a lesson so i'm hoping to learn more and more about myself and about how i could build this confidence 
and make sure that it doesn't take the be- like the the lack of it doesn't take the better of me because I know yeah. I could I'm good at what I'm doing. Yeah. I could say that. Of course. And I think that deserves yeah. some air horns, man. Air horns. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my phone just got locked <laughs> oh it's not even loud there we go yeah <laughs> well like yeah hopefully everyone could you know learn from our stories because can I, can everyone I, has yeah. some sort of yeah. anxiety in their own way and I it hope is. that our stories helped you out can, can I add like, something I wanted yeah. to vent that out anyway Go for it, nuts. No, I was sort of like, sorry, just backtracking back to um, what, you, you know, Donya, how you mentioned, like, how do you know it's too much? Um, it's sort of just yeah. more of an advice column, I guess. Like, I realized, like, this is this just happened recently. Someone very close to me reached out. Um, I'm not going to mention who, keep it anonymous, because I know some people aren't as open or, like, a bit, you know, there's, there's, there's still that stigma, and some people are ashamed. They don't want to talk about this kind of thing. Um, but something similar happened, and... Um, to my situation and this close friend of mine has reached out and a lot of people when it gets to a point really bad like i don't hope i hope it never reaches that point to a lot of people to everyone to anyone because it's bad to be in that spectrum Mm. and it's for anything um but i'm sure that there's like if there's anyone listening there's there's bound to be some people that it's like what what's the next step because i know like even with you and me don like i remember we talked a few times i don't know how if you want to open about that too much but you've You've talked to me about it, um, about your own anxieties. We've had some, I'd say, some heart-to-heart conversations as well, as cheesy as it yeah. sounds. But as f- for guys, it's it's hard to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to reach out and open up yeah, to, a, to a homie. Like, for me, I used to, it, it was a lot easier to talk to, to girls sometimes because I just feel like girls are a bit more emotional in that sense or a bit more caring. And, it, like, to show vulnerability to someone that's female, it's it's a bit easier. Uh, that's just for me personally mm. but to talk to like your boys and stuff it comes it gets a bit like kind of thing we're boys <laughs> though we don't talk about feelings but this 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 really hit me because this friend of mine that's really close going through something really bad like to a point like just really bad it's like what can i do like i don't know what to do anymore because i'm just in this spot and i think i'm gonna do something really messed up soon um but my first suggestion if it gets to the point really bad and this is what i did um, after that whole ordeal um, going to a doctor um, you just need to be really honest but you go by yourself and um, if you're in Australia in Sydney basically um, what you ask for is a mental health care plan from your doctor um, basically what it is because okay for example Don like if you were like in a really bad place would you know what to do next like what would be the first reaction like what would you like go to doctor and stuff talk about it a lot of people don't know what 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 to do what yeah. what tools do they have like what can I actually do you, yeah. you see there's advertisements for beyond blue you see all these like yeah. mental health call this number i tried to call i was like nah that's weird like i'm not gonna call i don't want to talk to some random dude the closest thing i did to that was going to beyond blue website and did the chat thing um the the chat online thing and they talk yeah. to you and then before i know i'm t- talking i'm like this is ridiculous. I don't know what the fuck this is. So I turned it off. And it's just a spiral. But when you're on such a low, the only thing you think of is darkness. You don't think of any sort of... You're trying to find a solution, but it's you're so like hazy already that it's hard enough to do that without any guidance. You isolate yourself. You're not talking to anyone. If anyone's in that really dark place, like your best bet is just, just go to a doctor. And what they can do is like 
Australia is great because they they provide a mad really good medical service through Medicare where you can go on a mental health healthcare plan. A, doc, a normal GP will assess you, like they'll just do a normal test, see like on what level, like how you mentioned before, what range do you think it's abnormal now to normal? And like obviously right. a doctor can give that to you, they'll, they'll do a test and if they believe that you should, they'll they'll start the proceed the the project so what happened was um once i was granted that um mental health care plan it gives you 10 sessions at a um concession price it's not it's not cheap to go to a therapist it's averages about 200 dollars um for an hour session mm. um but if you're on this health care plan it's it's subsidized to 50 percent, basically yeah and you get 10 sessions what you yeah, what what you're saying is that if you do have, if you do feel like you're suffering you from some mental no health issues, turn. yeah, see a doctor. If you have that nowhere to turn point, you like there's not there's yeah. nothing else. Like I think I'm just going down this path. I have nowhere else to turn to. I don't even want to talk to anyone. This is the like yeah. I feel like when it's like a last resort type thing. If you go to a doctor, you, yeah. you talk. You can get onto this like mental health care plan or whatnot, and um, and also like medication as well. Like I've talked about it before, I don't, I, there's a stigma around. Like I don't, I don't know what you guys think about that as well. Like, what, what's your viewing on taking like antidepressants? Man, if it's, I think it's if, it, if it's necessary for it, then, then like, cause a lot of it and a lot, a lot of our feelings, our feelings are basically just chemical, like yeah. chemicals, right? And when you have, um, I think for some mental health issues it's like a chemical imbalance yeah serotonin um to yeah to my to my understanding right so if you need medication to make your you know to to, to balance those things out then that that makes sense to me yeah it's, it's a logical like step in the right direction you know what i mean it's it's good you mentioned that because a lot of people like I, I remember when i spoke to a few friends they're like don't don't do that because then there's a dependency like and i get that as well like i don't want to be on these this medication that's going to make me numb or like i'm not going to be this same person anymore because i'm on this sort of mood yeah. state. like you know and um you can vouch for me like i don't know like i was i was on this for quite a while and i just didn't feel like me anymore for a long time but a lot of times I was sort of almost battling with my therapist, like, I want to get off the medication. But my therapist kept reiterating, like, there's nothing wrong with seeking help or um, turning to this sort of um, treatment. Because one, when you're at the point that it's like, no, like, last resort, like, I don't know what to do anymore kind of thing. There's nothing wrong with getting, like, assisted assistance medically to put yourself in a in a stable position where you can sort of okay decide now like okay I I can sort of think clearer now, um, with the therapy and the medication balanced together, that eventually mm. you can roll out of it as well, kind of thing. Um, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. So that, that's yeah. another thing, like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. So I guess I guess to all of our listeners out there, if you are feeling uh, like you have, you know, you're feeling a little too anxious, or, or um, you know, you might have some mental health issues. Then see a professional, um, and seek out help because I think that's the, yeah, that's the best way to go about it. Or find an outlet. I guess the, for the first step is find an outlet, and then if that if things aren't working, then seek professional yeah. help. This is purely like if it's that you know, at the rock bottom stage, 
this whole general yeah. chat, like everyone's gonna have somewhat some issues with with anxiety. Like everyone's got it, basically. Definitely. Um, yeah. Kind of thing, and the stuff we've talked about. That's to prevent to ever getting to to a point where you just don't know where to turn to anymore, kind of thing, or yeah. have no more control. When you've lost control, um, you know, there's there's ways to. There's there's outlets there's things there for you there's, there's there's other solutions you don't have to keep going down a really bad path and it's great we like in Sydney they in Australia they got support networks for that type of shit it's really good nice nice no I worries like that. Um, another way that I would like to you know just to calm my nerves is to listen to some music so we're gonna move on <laughs> i'm gonna skip the i like that um section of the show because we're going a bit over overtime and i wanted yeah, yeah. to um make sure that everyone had their say and their stories told in this podcast because it's a really important issue and an important mm. topic that we need to talk about so we'll skip we'll skip it and we'll talk about the i like that segment for next we'll leave it for next week no um, worries. so we'll start with the cheat coder stash Yes. We'll start off with Don. What is the song that you would like to put in this cheat code stash? So this song is called Light Spots by a DJ producer named K Trinada. You gonna play it for us, bro? Yeah. I love this track. So it's from his album 99.9%. Um, he samples this Brazilian pop singer called Gal Costa. And like it's such a simple doubling technique where he's he samples the track and he just side chains it so you have this like breathing pumping vibe and then he adds a like drums to the end of it so this this part of the track <laughs> this is such a good like this is purely good sampled right and then it comes in when she starts singing It's like the beat's trying to sort itself out and then it yeah, hits. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, here we go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like it's a drum line, it's got like a bass line in there, but he's got the the um the sample and it's just pumping in and out. Like a side change and coming in and out. It's, man, it's such a funky song, and it's such a simple way of, of like sampling something. Love it. <laughs> I love that song. It kind of it kind of lifted up my mood from what we were talking about. So <laughs> I think all that song was. <laughs> it was an awesome song. <laughs> so let's go to um, Nats. What song are you gonna put in the cheat coders stash for this week? Uh, actually, I I forgot the title already. I think it's called Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, 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 by... I don't even know who it's by. Um, Camila Cabello? It's called Bazzy. Oh. Bazzy? Yeah, ba- Bazzy. I just like it, eh? It's a nice song. This <laughs> 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 is some straight-up lovey pop shit. You know I love love songs. <laughs> mm. Yeah, this is some shit you would listen to, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a song with Camila Cabello in it? No. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah. Some of that uh, smooth, uh, some of that Don Valix shit. <laughs> That's uh, Serenade. 
Yeah, it just just makes me happy, man. Like it reminds me it of Don. Flown in the air. <laughs> reminds you of Don. <laughs> 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 oh man. Maybe we should do a remix of it. <laughs> yeah, why not? An acoustic <laughs> version. I can sing to in the shower. <laughs> okay, so um, my pick for this week is um, a band from an Australian band called Hiatus Coyote. And yeah. the song's called Molasses. Molasses. I love these guys. Yeah, these guys are great, man. Like, Super talented, man. The funk vibe and... I don't the know. Jazz. The jazz funk vibe. I'm always yeah. a sucker for the the chords and the ba- like a beat that is um, driven by the bass line. Yeah, and the singer. Oh, man, the singer. I like your descriptions. Sounds sensual. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. yeah, the groove is just there, you know? Yeah. And if you're familiar with the song, it's been sampled by Ninth Wonder on the Anderson oh. Pack um, project. Ninth Wonder. Has it? Wow. Like that, like this song is the original, but it got sampled to an Anderson Pack song. And then I heard this song, I was like, oh man, this is even better. Yeah. That album's awesome. I really like the variations we've got in our picks. Yeah. Man, so much musicality. It's. Awesome. You just appreciate everything, like the structure of the song. It just goes in different directions and changes the mood as it goes on. So yeah. that was Hiotis Coyote. Find, where do you guys find your with, music? Uh, molasses. Do you guys like hunt for music? Well, I discovered these guys on a podcast. As in, like, it was on the Hannibal Burr's um, podcast. He's a comedian, yeah. and he was okay. um, interviewing the the lead singer of Hiatus Coyote. And then I was like, I should peep their music. She, she, sound, she sounds like a cool chick. And then their music yeah. is just amazing. I was like, oh shit, this sounds like the Anderson Pack song. And I realized mm-hmm. that song was sampled by this song. And I mean, I mean Anderson Pack sampled this song and I was like, yeah. oh, this is crazy. So, my, f- my mates are into jazz and so they love Hiatus Coyote. Yeah. 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 So they, Plus they, they're Australian. So them. like, oh shit. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I forgot you mentioned they were Australian too. It's amazing. Yeah. So you can find all those songs on our Cheat Coders stash. Just type in the Cheat Coders stash on Spotify and you'll find it all there. So, man, I'm I'm really happy with this episode. The way that everyone kind of opened up. Mm -hmm. I learned a bit more about you guys. It's awesome. Yeah. Deep, deep, deep. (laughs) Even even though we're we're countries apart, I feel so close to you guys right now. (laughs) (laughs) With that said... This has been another episode of The Cheat Coders.